and nobody can help you, then, you know, that's probably a good indicator that you should probably focus on yourself and get yourself in order before you decide to bring life into this world. This is a conversation between friends. None of what is said here should be taken as legal advice. We are not experts in any way. Take what resonates and leave the rest. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So on today's podcast or show, we are talking about overpopulation on our foundation section. On the fitness, we have commercial gyms versus private gyms. And on the finance, we have what credit cards are worth having and news updates at the end. So let's see what we got. What do you got, Mike, overpopulation? Too many of us? <laughs> Too many of us, definitely. Definitely agree that um, there's so many humans in the world. But at the same time, they're just kind of like they just live in one specific areas. Like, you know, like how cities are built is because, you know, it's close to like a water resource and close to like for trading usually, you know. Like before, like back in the days, uh, usually a city was going to be settled down by a river, mainly for, you know, you need water, uh, first of all, and you need transportation. So I feel like there's an overpopulation in just a specific areas. But when you look at it, like the globe, there's plenty of space, you know, for everybody. Like just mm-hmm. go to Long Island or come to like Westchester and you see like the spaces, like people have huge houses. Like, and then you go to the city and there's so many homeless people. You know what I mean? Right. So what is the issue? Actually, we, st- we picked this topic like at the last moment because we just started talking about it. Well, yeah, what? prior to starting the, the little show here, we did we started talking about overpopulation and uh, there's a potential now with the uh, COVID vaccine that um, they could be sterilizing people such that, you know, if you try to have kids and you have the vaccine in your system, there's a potential that you might not actually be able to. Um, so then that just brings us to like, what's the whole point of that? And obviously, it would be due to wanting to control the population because either there's too many people now or there's going to be too many people in the future. So they want to limit that before we get to that point. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, overpopulation always been an issue. It has historically growth more and more with time, mm-hmm. especially once, you know, like the Catholic Church and whatever, they pretty much uh, took control over Europe and the world. Is you know, like you or oh, just certain religions that don't allow you to use protection. You just gotta go with it. So right. you know, humans or needs, one of our needs is to have sex and to develop that. Well we you know we're humans, so that's nature. Procreate. We gotta procreate and you know yeah, push so, forward with the, the species. Now with um with all the laws about abortion, like I don't know if you heard about Argentina's um, passing a law legalizing abortion. So any woman can have an abortion uh, inside of the 14 weeks period, something like that. Mm. But it's a very big, um, very big, big um, I would say, path or steps living towards like a more, um, you know, giving freedom to everybody at the same time right. and also controlling because sometimes the people who, you know, has the most children is always going to be like that. It's, it's hard. Like a children is expensive <laughs> to put it right. like And it's, and sometimes, you know, like people, they don't have, uh, cannot afford condoms, even though some, like most of the time condoms are free. 
Bro, no, I feel like everybody can afford condoms. People just don't like using them. A condom is literally less than a dollar. <clears throat> that too, that too. But still, like you know, like sometimes you we see that it's, it becomes an issue when there's certain laws that prohibit you to to you know right. get an abortion or it's it's just it's good. I would say I I'm, I'm I don't know. see that 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 lies the problem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're the guys, so like for us, it's just like, well, I mean, we don't really have to deal too much with it because um, we don't actually have to have a baby. But hypothetically, if you're going to be the kind of guy that sticks around and, you know, raises the child, that brings into question the fact that, you know, now you really have to get everything in order in order to raise a family. And right. a lot of times that doesn't end up happening. And oftentimes what ends up happening is that a lot of these families end up going on like welfare or they start getting help from the government which ends up becoming a burden overall to, you know, the rest of the population. And then those kids end up having more kids, which ends up being a bigger problem. It's just a cycle. It's a cycle. And then, you know, like, how are you supposed to stop that? Because if you're telling people, hey, you can't have kids, then, like, <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, China had some certain law about that. that you're only They did. And right now they're facing a big issue where they have way too many men and almost no women because they just limited the amount of women that were born or girls at that point. So, you know, it's an issue across the board. For sure. And honestly, I feel like there's no problem that you can solve without uh, causing or maybe yeah, like a domino effect, right? If you solve a problem, two others are going to appear later on in the future. And that's something that we were talking about, you know, like... um if it sterilizes people, like it's just oh, by the way, this is just I don't know where you heard it. It's in my speculation, yes, yes, it's, it's, it's just a speculation. But if if they want to like control, um, you know, the population, definitely women, they you know, they they're 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 limited. I was mentioning before, like they're limited, like within those nine month period that they're pregnant, they cannot get pregnant at the same time. Nor, nor, I mean, I, technically you can get pregnant right after, but, you know, it's, it's rare. Gigi, whereas, good luck with that. Whereas, I mean, whereas humans, I mean, whereas men, we can have children during those nine month period and we can have multiple at the same time. So you can it, have one child every single day while they are pregnant. Yeah. So it's like, who would you aim towards like controlling the population? You know no, I mean? Of course, you, you would want to sterilize the men because they're the ones that, you know, it's yeah. them that fertilize the egg and cause the child to be born. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, you, you brought up the argument in the beginning there, right? There's a lot of space in some parts of the world or wherever you live. And then there's densely populated areas like cities, New York, uh, you know, California, wherever you go across the pond and go to China. China's way too densely populated in most of the places, but there are, I'm pretty sure there's rural places where there's farming taking place where there, you know, there's a lot of land there. Um, so I don't know, man, like in order for us to like make a definite conclusion or, you know, say what's definite, we would need to have all the data and we don't, we we're extremely limited. We don't really know. So yeah, I mean, I would say if you're going to have children, make sure that you're ready for them and don't have them at a point where it's going to be a problem for you and the other person and the families that are involved. And then if you end up needing 
take welfare because you just cannot afford it and nobody can help you, then, you know, that's probably a good indicator that you should probably focus on yourself and get yourself in order before you decide to bring life into this world. And then there's the other argument to be made that, you know, some people just don't care. They're just about themselves and, you know, they're going to have sex with people and they're going to pass along STDs and then fertilize women and then move along and not really care. And, you know, to those people, I guess we're, there has to be, something has to come for them, right? Some solution has to come for that because those could be the people that are overpopulating us right now. Definitely. And I feel like, um, like most importantly, I think is that resources in our planet are limited. So eventually maybe our generation will won't see um, clear causes about it, but maybe our children or grandchildren will start facing the scarcity of water or, or just fresh air or just, you know, uh, because we have utilized or kind of like, how you say it, like overutilize that land to like, you know, to, to create or that farm to create products. The land eventually also is, will become like unfer- infertile. Mm-hmm. And then where do we get, you know, like, like the veggies or like our food? And same, similar, it's just like a cycle. It's not actually, it's just like a domino effect. So if the grass is gone, then think about the animals. They're going to die out and boom, we don't get meat. So, yeah, but then at some point, you know, you can make the argument, hey, you know, we can probably fix that problem with creating artificial foods, right? Right. We just grow it out of a lab and, you know, it's almost the same nutritional value, but it's not really produced organically. But then, again, that creates another problem, right? There's always a cycle of problems that end up happening when we solve some sort of solution due to overpopulation. Yeah, overpopulation is definitely, like, an interesting topic because also think about 100 years ago. We had two different words on that, on that century, like two major words, World War One and World War Two, where, in my opinion, okay, this might sound shitty, what I'm going to say, but it did help, you know, kind of balance population and also help the economy because during time of wars, the economy was blooming. That's when, you know, we got out of the Great Depression and stuff like that. And at the same time, limiting, you know, yeah, we like to kill each other. <laughs> Okay, like it, it did regulate some aspects of population, but at the same time, it created other problems that are still happening nowadays. Mm. So, like I said, there's no, never a solution without a causing two different problems in the long term. Like right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess at this, like I said, the solution lies in, you know, have children when you're ready, don't have them when you're not. Yeah, definitely think it. Just be. Be diligent about it. Don't don't just think that you know just because I want to get off. That's that's enough. There's consequences to every action that you do, and sometimes you know it's the most mundane things that can become one of the biggest problems. So you know, be diligent. Yeah, don't don't be part of the problem. Right. There you go. I think that covers it. Um, we can move on to fitness commercials versus private gyms. So commercials, you mean like. Planet Fitness, Blink. Big ones, right? The ones I work for, New York Sports Club. Well, I work for that. Or some type of gym like that. Well, I can experience. And because I go to a private gym. Well, Mm. just like one. 
It's not like a chain. Right. Um, economically, like money-wise, I think commercial gyms are a little bit cheaper. Private gyms, I pay two seventy my yearly um, my year plan, which is not bad, honestly. I never actually never gone to like a commercial gym. Actually, no, I did used to work on Equinox when I was younger, but that was fancy. <laughs> uh, another thing too, I would say. That main main difference is the equipment. Yeah. Something that I have heard before, or like some of the people that I know in the gym complain about commercial, like Planet Fitness specifically, is that it has limited weight. Like you cannot find uh, a weight, a dumbbell higher than like 80 pounds. Whereas mm-hmm. in the gym, it goes all the way up to like 100 to 120 pounds, which is like more. And, right. and same thing, equipment, for example, in commercial gyms, you're usually going to find like maybe one or two to do, you know, squats like barbells. Whereas in my gym, yeah, there you go. That in my gym, we have like four of them. It's yeah. definitely more equipped, very, very well equipped as well. I like to go there. And yeah, I think that's the major difference that I will see. I will say that there is. Right, for sure. I mean, um, like even take for example the the gym at college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, it kind of mimicked, like you know, half and half. It was a private commercial slash commercial gym. It was private in the sense that the only way for you to attend is by going to school, but it was commercial in the way that they had the equipment set up, and you know, it was it was stocked full of a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like that, if I remember correctly, there were what, six squat racks in the center and then one off to the side with the, the Smith machine. So, you know, that's a lot of, that's usually a lot of squat racks for any gym. And this, this one was only one floor. Um, like the gym I work for has five floors and we only have three squat racks. So they, that tells you the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time when you're looking at private gyms, you're really going to find, depending on the gym style, because you can go to a private gym that's only about yoga, but mm-hmm. you can go to a private gym that's only about doing spin or cycling, right? Depends. It really just depends on the private gym, but usually they'll be more stocked up on whatever it is that you like doing or right. whatever you're planning on going for that gym to do because they're usually specialized. Mm-hmm. As for commercial gyms, they have a tendency of being a little bit more well-rounded. They're, they have a variety of equipment. They don't have a lot of it, or some of them, a lot sometimes – like my gym has like 50 or 60 different pieces of cardio equipment. So the shit is stocked full of everything. But most of the time, what you find with commercial gyms is that they have a little bit of everything. And with the restrictions now on COVID, some of these machines end up being um, restricted because they want to keep social distancing. So you can't use those machines. So that even places more restrictions and Commercial gyms are usually more in line with whatever guidance there is in terms of, you know, whatever government decides that gyms should do. Whereas private gyms, you know, sometimes they end up doing whatever they want. Um, They allow people to wear masks or they don't. It really just depends on the clientele of the gym. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Definitely. Uh, Dress in aspect of price, which one would you say is more convenient or more not affordable, but like money worth. Money worth. If, if you're going private gym, it's because you know you're going there because you're really committed to doing whatever that gym offers. 
Like you're really committed to yoga and that gym and that private gym offers good yoga or they, it offers, offers yoga. It's usually going to be the best kind. It's, you're going to find the best kind of quality there most of the time. Um, as for commercial gyms, you're going to find pr- pretty standard, borderline okay in terms of the quality. But, you know, it does its job. Uh, again, going back to the price, if you're not somebody that's too interested in like doing specific things, then obviously commercial gyms are going to be the best bang for your buck. If you're going private gym because you're doing something specific, then obviously private gym is best bang for your buck. Definitely, definitely. I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, for example, my gym is uh, bodybuilders. Like a lot of bodybuilders come to my gym for that reason. That's why, like I said, there's plenty of equipment in heavyweights as well. Now, one thing too that you mentioned is that, you know, like commercial gyms, they're general. Usually they keep in mind, you know, they, they're trying to aim for the general public. Now, one advantage that I see the commercial gyms might have is that, you know, for an extra fee, you can utilize any of the or any of their facilities, like around the city or, you know, for mm-hmm. example, has this, um, the subscriptions that you pay. I'm not sure how much they pay, but like you can go to different, different, different. Finances, yeah. The city. And this is a really good advantage of you traveling. You know, sometimes for most of the time you are going to find a gym on the on the hotel or wherever you're staying. But you know, it clearly gives you an advantage, for example, if where you go and there's a planet fitness around the corner or right. so, so yeah, man, there's a lot of value to both. Um I mean if you can afford it, you could try to have both, right? No, you can have like a commercial gym and then a <laughs> private gym for because, you know, private gyms don't only just have to be about exercising, right? You can have private gyms that are about training martial arts. Mm. Like the jiu-jitsu school that I used to go to was a gym slash a jiu-jitsu studio slash there was a physical therapist upstairs that worked on, you know, I mean, obviously you had to book his time separately. So there was a different service altogether. But, you know, it was a multi-purpose facility, but it was private. Now the price was like 200 bucks a month because, you know, it's specified, right? And that goes back to topics that we talk about, about being really good at one specific thing or a couple specific things. When you specialize in something, you can charge more because people are going to you for that specific service. Right. Whereas for commercial gyms, since it, it offers pretty much a little bit of everything, but it doesn't offer anything well, then, you know, you can offer it for a substandard fee. And that's usually what ends up happening. True, true, true. Definitely agree with that. All right. I think that covers it. Um, which way do you prefer? Well, I mean, I work for commercial gyms, um, but I would definitely say private gyms usually have better quality mm-hmm. service wise. Uh, you know, the, the employees that are working there and they usually offer a little bit of better service and, you know, it feels relatively more friendly and you can build a better community there as opposed to a commercial gym where, you know, usually employees are getting paid minimum wage, if not a little bit less, you know, the people that you're going to find there are not really going to be the most friendly kind of people. They can be, don't get me wrong, but oftentimes it's not really what you're going to find. Yeah, and, and it's going to be a heavier rotation as well because mm-hmm. commercial gyms are, tend to be like bigger than private gyms. Mm-hmm. You're going to see different faces every time that you go, whereas on private gyms, because it's a small, you're usually going to run up into like people that you already know like a specific times and so mm-hmm. but yeah i prefer i do prefer private gyms and they they do have better service and quality in a sense 
and also the cleanliness, which is very important these times. And you know, it's smaller, right? So it's easier to clean relative to commercial gyms. Definitely, definitely. All right. So finance. Moving on, let's go to finance. What credit cards are worth having? This is a really good talk. Really good topic, actually. Um, mm. I, I, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while now, but let's just start with you. Which credit cards do you have, and which one you think is worth having? So right now, I only have two and pretty much the most basic ones. Um, so I have a Capital One. Uh, I think it's just like the base level. There's not really anything, any kind of reward to it. And then I have the Amazon Prime card, which, you know, I usually buy my shit from Amazon. So, you know, I get a lot of rewards from that. Right. Um, so, I, you know, those are the credit cards that I have. But I, I would say in terms of the ones worth having... There's a lot of really good ones out there that offer some really good rewards. Um, Capital One has this, I think it's called Capital One Venture Card, which mm -hmm. is specifically dealing with flights. So uh, you get, for whatever spending that you do, you end up getting re rewarded with points for your flying miles, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're somebody that likes to travel, that can add up pretty quickly. You can actually just start traveling for free with those Capital One card or rewards points. Um, cashback cards, right? There's other ones that offer, well, what else do they offer? Do you know of any other cards that offer different services? Yeah. So usually it's with, um, you know, hospitality, which, you know, includes mm. traveling and stuff like that. Well, oh, you mean in terms of rewards? Yeah. So there's points in cashback. And right. No, that's pretty much it. Those are the most basic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my in my situation, I also have two credit cards. Um, I I have um, loyalty to Citibank, so I have the Citibank Double Cash. It's double in in every purchase. Really good, really good card in my opinion. Uh, what I like about it is that it's two percent regardless of the purchase that you make. Like you see how some cards they're specific about like you know traveling or like restaurants or groceries. Because this is my daily card, I don't really have time to be, you know, like for gas or for for groceries or for restaurants. And it's 2% for any purchases that I make. So 1% I get it when I utilize it, when I buy it. And the other percent I get it when I pay pay the credit card. So it's really good. It gives me a check. And yeah, so that's that. Uh, oh, yes. So the cashback accumulates really fast, actually. It's really nice to see that. And sometimes here and there, um, here and there, like I utilize it to like even pay the credit card back. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do that, or you can also redeem for points, or you say on Amazon. Really good. I do love the 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 app, the um, the Citibank app, the mm -hmm. Citibank app. Really well designed, very good. So that, and also my checking account is with a Citibank. That's why I have that. I did a start with a thank you, um, Citibank, that thank you card when I was 18. Then I closed mm -hmm. that. Then I switched to that double cashback, which I, in my opinion is better as an adult when you have to buy multiple things. Mm -hmm. Now, my other one is for the big purchases. So things that maybe I, because this one gives me a little bit more credit, um, is the Capital Wall, Capital One Silver, Quicksilver. So I don't know if you have heard it. It's also cashbacks. But uh, the reward is 1.5, if I'm not mistaken, on anything as well. And it's unlimited. You can add up 
and yeah, it adapts really quick. And this one, what I like about this one is because they gave me the most credit than uh, any other card. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is gonna be my 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 big purchase. So if I need to buy something expensive, boom, I just put it on that credit card. Or uh, before, when I was also paying for my tuition, I utilized that card to pay for my tuition and then just quickly pay back um, from my checkings. So this one really, really liked it. Uh, one that I want to check or I've been keeping an eye on is the Chase Freedom, Chase... Sapphire, maybe? No, no, Sapphire. It's the Unlimited... Let me Google it. Uh, Chase Unlimited... Freedom. Mm. What I like about this one is that it's 5% cashback across your stores. And 3%, 5%? Wow. Yeah, it's really good. And 3% on dining and restaurants. And then uh, same thing, there's no, there's no, what is it called, annual fee. So this one, I think I would be switching or add, uh, adding to my to my credit card collection, I would say. <laughs> Uh, because the reward to join it is also like 500 bucks if you, oh no, $200, $200. And this is one of the things that I kind of look at when I'm signing for a credit card or when I sign for mine is the rewards. So as soon as you, for example, if you have to buy a big purchase, like some credit cards, they give you like uh, points of, oh, oh millage. Their credit miles. cards are miles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's points, cashback, and miles. <clears throat> But they give you like a really, really um, um, good, good uh, reward as soon as mm-hmm. you uh, join, just for joining. But you know, something like I've seen people like literally do this as a hobby, sign up for credit yeah. cards, just to you know to take the advantage. And after a while, they close it, they take that reward, boom, or they can um, keep it up to them. But at the same time, like we mentioned before, it's not healthy or it's not recommendable to have more than. I would say three to four credit cards. Like for example, have one daily, one that you're paying for like big purchases and another one just for emergency or something. Mm-hmm. That's very much it. That's my goal. Like to be honest, uh, I, so my two credit cards, one is a MasterCard, the other one is the Visa. And I do kind of want to see that Amex on my, on my wallet sooner, <laughs> sooner or later. But yeah. That's a credit card that I like. So in my opinion, so just to answer the question, which one which one uh, is the best or the most, um, what do you call it, worth having? It will depend on the person that has the credit card. So it depends on what point of your life are. If you're a student, if you dine out a lot, if you fly a lot. So you have to see where your most spendings are going towards to. For example, if you're buying... If you're flying a lot, right, get a credit card that gives you um, points or miles for flying. If you like to eat out a lot, maybe you like doing groceries, find the credit card that gives you the most um, most, most rewards or points or cash when, when you're spending the money on that area. Now, there is another one. I forgot. I cannot remember from the top of my head. It's one that gives you the same thing. It, let, it lets, lets you choose uh, which section you want to get the most points. I think it's a capital one as well. But now, sure. Now, in my opinion, in my opinion, the best that for like a person like me, you know, the college student or just young adult or just to start building a credit card 
I mean credit, I would recommend the City Double Cashback or the um, Chase Unlimited Freedom, just because mm-hmm. it's kind of like overall. So it gives right. you, you know, you're buying your stuff, you're going out and stuff, but it, you don't have to really utilize Think that. Think about it. Yeah. So that's my opinion. Cannot say, you know, they're the best, best, but in one uh, advantage also, the Citibank, I mean, the City Double Cash is a MasterCard, whereas the Chase uh, Unlimited Freedom is a Visa. So they definitely, you know, they're going to be accepted worldwide, where regardless where you go. And they both zero, um, there's no annual fee, and they both give you, it ranges from 14 to like 29%. Uh, APR, so that also depends on you. It will depend on you. Then up today, if you try to keep it lower than twenty, is really good. So that's why you start building your credit, paying on time, uh, being responsible about it. Because a credit card, it is a responsibility. Not over expend. Um, what is it called? Not over utilizing it as well. Because you don't want to be in debt. Unless yes. it's not beneficial for you. But yeah, so yep, that's. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I would probably recommend the same amount or the same cards as well. Uh, usually the ones that give you cash back is usually going to be the one you want to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that covers that. Definitely. Oh, and also if you are one of those persons that like to fly a lot, if you book your plane ticket through the, um, the reward systems of the bank, for example, I had Citibank and I booked my flight back, back, back when I had that thank you thank you points or whatever, they give you like, a, a, they actually give you a better, better, better price if you book it directly through the, through the bank. And also it's secure. Nice. It's um, like they cover the insurance or whatever. Like it has some advantages. So definitely look into that as well. Because like I said, it has some advantages, but also you gotta be diligent about why, where your money is going. About mm-hmm. Know yourself, like, where are you spending the most money at? All right. So let's wrap it up because it's getting lengthy. But that's pretty much it. Uh, we can definitely analyze a little bit more um, this later on. But mm-hmm. I think that's a good beginning. Uh, do you have any news? News updates? Well, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, you know about it. But uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin fell pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um today and last night into today actually it's been falling pretty consistently uh seemingly a bounce around 30k 30,000 and then you know we're waiting to see what happens there mm-hmm. i mean you can't really expect anything less given how much it's ran up recently like strong uptrends are usually going to be followed by strong pullbacks yeah and it might sit down for a while now it could be or it could just bounce right back up that's the nature of the game man a lot of it, like, honestly, the more I've been trading recently, the more I've been seeing that all you have to do is ride the thing like a bull. You ride it like a bull for as long as you can through mm-hmm. the highs and the lows. And all you have to do is get out at a high point because yep. eventually it's going to dip again and then it's going to come back up maybe a little bit higher than previously or maybe at the same level. But if you just ride it, ride the wave, just get out at the top. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's how you win the game. Yeah, it's um, it's just a game. It's a it's a it's a game, and you get used to it. You see the patterns, and you learn as you trade more often as well. That's something that I've been learning this past mm-hmm. month, 
past month almost. Very good. All right. So some news on my end. I'm the news guy. I like I I follow news pretty close daily. Pretty religiously. No, my thing is just trading. You talk <laughs> about trading, I'm there. Talking about the news, that's all you. Cool. Okay. So, so the paycheck protection program is start rolling the, the the checks for the small businesses. So with 284 billion in fresh funding from the second stimulus package. They start rolling it soon, so, you know, helping. But, you know, they're trying to do it on the best way possible just to avoid the fraud that happened on last April when the first uh, stimulus package went through. There was a lot of fraud. A lot of people took advantage of that, and especially big corporations took advantage of that. People who or companies that didn't really need the money to begin with. Right. Uh, now, the, there is a convention like um like very very popular convention actually when I go someday in Las Vegas right is where mm-hmm. all the new tech comes out it's a nerdy stuff but yes mm-hmm. can be I can be said I'm a little nerd but yeah <laughs> you're a computer engineer or a computer science major what are you talking about eh, true <laughs> you're <laughs> I mean, the nerdiest one of us all <laughs> okay so that convention usually happens on the Vegas and you know a lot of a lot of business happens during that time, during this time. So, you know, last year, it attracted almost like 100,000 people to the city, you know, restaurants, hospital, uh, hospi- I almost say hospitals, uh, all related to- hospitals as well. Hospital as well. So it's a big business, right? This year, they're planning it to do it, um, everything remote. So I want to see, I, I was looking into like, how can I get like a ticket or something to see that cool tech? Now, there's interesting technology that a lot of people are looking towards to or like um, kind of like, you know, excited for. So COVID tech, you know, things related to COVID. So from smart air purifiers to PCs with better webcams for remote work. So they they want to see that all the challenge, um, all the cool tech that they developed throughout this pandemic to, to confront the pandemic make a little bit easier. Now, 5G is going to be a big talk because companies like Verizon will um, show what's their next generation wireless technology and explain mm-hmm. how it will influence um, a specific a specific sector such as, you know, now that we le- we're leaning towards a um, self-driving cars, how it's going to help improve that technology and connect. Now, Samsung, the South Korean tech, uh, will hold, is actually going to hold a separate event on the last day of the um, convention to reveal its latest version of the flagship smartphone, Galaxy S25. No, S25. Jesus Christ, you jump like five generations. It's actually 21. They, they, they skip generations. Yeah, they skip, they went from 10 to 20, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because of the year 21, I guess. All right. And then other than that, we have... Okay, so a Boeing 737 operated by Indonesia's... Um, it's a weird name. Air crashed into the sea shortly after t- takeoff from Jakarta on Saturday. It was carrying 62 people. Now, this is definitely going to have a negative effect on Boeing. Uh, especially it has because, already, actually. Yeah, it has already. But no, the U.S. actually um, approved the, 
that uh, 737s back into the market. And that's why we saw a little boost last month. But now with this news, it's definitely going to keep on the red. The U.S. The US, the US will ease restrictions on interact, interactions between Americans and Taiwanese officials in the move in a move meant to rattle up China, which it did. All right, Apple and Hyundai are nearing to deal a, a deal to produce autonomous electric cars around to, uh, 2024. So, you know, competitions for Everybody's trying to get into that. Mm-hmm. About 6.7 million people have been vaccinated against the COVID-19 in the U.S., including 4 million in long-term care facilities. Over 22 million doses have been um, distributed to the state. And also, now that we're talking about the pandemic, uh, Pfizer and Biotech is planning to have 200 billion, uh, I mean, produce 200 billion vaccines Uh, this year, so some, it's 50% more than they actually... Um, 200 million or 200 billion? With the B, a billion. Billion. Yeah, so definitely look out for that, 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 that their ticker, like Pfizer's. And everything that is related to like building the vaccine, honestly. All right. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we have Neo. Um, Neo Day happened on what, Saturday? Do you look at it? Look at it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he announced, he announced, uh, what do you, like the biggest battery pack ever. Investors required Neo in a kind company, highest record stock, hitting 69.57. So I'm, I won't be surprised by the end of this week, it doesn't end up over 70. So that's my speculation for that. And one last thing also, I forgot, I think I was mentioning to you, Walmart announced plans to launch a fintech startup with River Capital, a VC firm backing Robinhood. So Walmart, definitely trying to make competition to Amazon and it's getting into the financial sector now. Well, we'll see how that goes. It's definitely, you know, like about investing and saving money. So... We'll see how that goes, how successful it becomes, because there's so many things mm-hmm. uh, out there that, you know, everybody's trying to get their, what do you call it there, their share of the pie. All right. Hey man. There's enough Facts. out there. Why not? Facts. Well, that covers it today. Uh, it was a bit slow, but welcome back. And this is... <laughs>